Hello. Hey. Hey. It's Hometown Haunts. Welcome back. Hello. Paranormal Hometown Haunts. We're here. Ready to deliver some some goods. We're ready. Yeah. Are, are you? That's the question. Um, mm, yeah. Like I'm ready. the listeners. The listen- oh. <laughs> they better be. I mean, they, they have an option play. to not listen. <laughs> It's not like mandatory, like they have to go out of their way to kind of do it. So I'd assume they're ready. You guys need to listen to this podcast to pass 12th grade science. I don't make the rules. Don't make the rules. Okay. Well, yeah. So I have like a quick little um, story that was submitted by a listener slash a friend. Um, She heard the podcast before I ever met her. And then I met her, and then I knew her after that. So, anyway. So, yeah, six, six, six. So, anyway, so she is a dating guy. He did our basement bathroom, and uh, they lived together at his house. And um, you know how we talked in our last episode about renovations and how Mm -hmm. they stir up, you know, entities spirits whatever mm-hmm. so he is a like a, a licensed contractor and he's doing renos on his own house right now and she's like this house is so fucking haunted no. um and basically she was gonna write a whole thing to me she gave me just like kind of like cole's notes of stuff so i'm just gonna share basically what she said about it um she first just said um i've seen an orb with my bare eyes like pass her by i guess interesting um and then so she said johnny her boyfriend found his phone fully charged turned off in his kitchen cupboard that he lost four months ago and it was right where we put the milk jug he would turn his phone off full and she's like so basically they'd been going into the cupboard they'd got that milk jug a million times four months ago you for milk right and they Mm -hmm. it's never been there and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he opened the cupboard and it was just sitting there fully charged. N- yeah. And she's wow. like, and why would he turn his phone off yeah. fully, charged fully charged and hide it in his cupboard? And she's like, we looked everywhere for it too. Like, it's not like he was just like, oh, whatever. We, mm-hmm. we already did like a, we already looked. And she's like, plus I've gotten milk many times since and like never saw it there. Right. So fucking weird then another time we lost his bluetooth speaker which has its own home we never move it so like it's always in its home Uh base Uh uh-huh and like unless we're using it then we put it right back in its home right we both couldn't find it a couple hours later it's sitting in its home place that we both like checked together an hour before oh my god so it's just like appeared back in its home after they had checked it and whatever so I said, how old is the house? She's like, 1956. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. And um, she's like, I think it, it's a poltergeist. She's like, I got four sp- smudging kits and we're renovating his house right now. And that's when it's become even like more active. Yeah. And then she's like, bef- she, she had to go. She's like, before my phone dies, the most creepy thing was I heard knocking on the door. So I checked the front door. No one was there. Then I heard, it's Clayton which is his co-worker's name. <gasps> Ew. Oh, my God. I'm so creeped out right now. Okay. Yeah. 
in his voice in in like the guy's voice voice. so like it's clayton and his voice so i checked the side door not realizing it's um i guess it's a day that they're at like they they had to go to work and so he's clearly at work with johnny and i know for a fact that they're not home and no one was there check the driveway again no trucks i was the only one home so she's like so that's a demon right i think marie was just talking about this on your podcast with lauren because Mm -hmm. lauren had said if they're trying to create somebody else's voice to get your attention then it's most likely a demon yeah or like it's like a or poltergeist or something like it's mimicking it's not it's mimicking yeah it's not something that's like um i don't want to say that it's like intending to cause harm but definitely at the very least mischief for sure sure Sure. mischief that makes sense yeah yeah so she was just like there hasn't been that many more updates since then but basically Mm. she's like when when it's a poltergeist it's worse when you acknowledge them right and i'm like i really don't know if it's worse like i i don't know if if you ignore them then they just start stirring shit up even more so you can't ignore them so i'm not sure um i have no idea i don't know let it lauren back on the pause <laughs> yeah i don't know anyway lauren. that's just her uh that was her Ooh. her tales of the current um living situation that she's in so yeah that, oh, yeah. that was it. It was a quick one. Just uh, wanted to share. Well, good luck. Hopefully she tells us or keeps us updated. Yeah, no kidding. Um, uh, did you want to share anything from um, what your conversation with our friend from the baby shower that you had about her hauntings at all? Oh, yeah. I was thinking hopefully she'll come on come the podcast. On the, okay, um, but yeah, fair she's enough. A, but I, I can just give like a real Coles Notes version. It's so funny because she inspired the story i ended up looking up on reddit for tonight okay okay Um, (laughs) uh she's a first responder and she lives in a new like pretty much a new community like every every neighborhood in this town like what used to be farmland is now all like brand new brand new cookie cutter houses and um basically her so she was at my table she's a paramedic then there was another woman who is a 911 dispatcher i was literally sandwiched between the two of them mm-hmm. and um the they were talking about how like if you live in this town chances are you're a first responder you're paramedic oh. police you're not like a 911 dispatch like yes because so the previous owners of her home were police officers correct yes. so both of the previous owners of that home were they're the third owners of the house the first ones that lived there were both police officers the second ones that lived there were both police officers she's now there she's a paramedic okay so Weird things had started happening around her house. The one that I specifically remember was that her son's bedroom door got locked with her son inside. Mm -hmm. And her husband was like trying to get the door open and it would not open. He was on FaceTime with her and he was like, you know, trying to turn the handle. The handle is locked. He can't get it open. He's trying really hard. And then he stops trying and he's like... Like, I don't know how to get this open and then goes to try one more time and it's open. 
Um, That's wild. There was a bunch of other things that had happened Mm -hmm. and um, like auditory things, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she was talking to the neighbors. They had gotten together with their neighbors Mm -hmm. and was talking to them and was like, yeah, I think our house is haunted. And then the wife and the husband, the neighbors look at each other like, oh, shit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck what? And they're like, it's just really weird that you say that because the couple that lived here before you, we were friends with them and they said that told us the same things that you're telling us. Uh, yeah. And then they dug a bit deeper and the original owners, the two police officers, one of them had um, unalived themselves in the home. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So like lots of bad energy, lots yes. of... Yes. Like sad, sad energy. And then not only that, but when you're a first responder, you're bringing like you, you're seeing that you're seeing the worst days of people's mm-hmm. lives mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. Uh, like every day of your life is the worst day of, of someone else's. else's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, she, she's like, you bring all that home with you. Sure. Like you bring it all home. You can try to not. But like. Yeah, it's, it's impossible, impossible to, to like, separate yourself from of course. that trauma. Yeah, so that was that. was um, that. But I'm still hoping I should reach out to her and see if she wants to come onto the podcast and, and tell yeah. some stories because I know there's more than just that. Um, but it inspired me to look up first responder paranormal stories. Those cool. ones always get me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, Perfect. I looked one up on Reddit today. Do you want to do your Reddit story first or you want me to do mine? No, you go first. Okay. So this one says, back when I was a captain in the fire department, we responded to a house fire early in the morning. When we arrived, the roof was breached and flames had taken out two windows on the second floor of a split level home. We made entry and even though the roof was breached, the thermocline was about two feet off the first floor. We wouldn't have gone in at all, but a child was missing and the father and mother had gotten out of the house, but they couldn't get to their daughter's room. The father was being treated for burns on his hands and forearms as he had tried to go in after her. Suffice to say, they were frantic. This is my worst nightmare. Like that is horrible. Like uh, my pets or my son. Mm -hmm. Like I would Mm -hmm. just simply, Mm -hmm. I I would probably die going back in there. Like that father tried to. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. They told us that her room was on the second floor, second door on the right. Simple enough. We made entry, and the stairs faced the door. Rapid bursts from the TFT to the ceiling brought the smoke level up to about four feet from the floor. That's when my hand line man and I saw something that neither of us could explain. I saw motion to my left and down on the main floor. Someone was walking around downstairs. I pointed to my hand line man and he saw it too. We couldn't see a body as the person was standing in the smoke, but we could see the legs and feet clearly. It looked to be a man wearing olive green trousers and leather shoes. I wouldn't say that the legs were dancing, but they were certainly moving in a way to get our attention. We redirect back down the stairs and see the legs go into a door on the right side of the small hallway. We both saw the legs go into that room. We get down the hallway and the door is closed. 
Feeling the door, there weren't flames behind it, and we made entry to discover that we were in a bathroom. The light was on, and curled up in the bathtub was the little girl. Oh my god. There were there was no one else in the room with her. We broke out the window and got her to a second crew, keeping the house next door from catching fire. We looked around the bathroom again and couldn't find the man that we had both seen going into the bathroom. There was nowhere for him to hide in there. We withdrew from the house and did exposure control as the house was a complete loss with the fire already ingressing into the living room. Mm -hmm. The parents had gone with their daughter to the hospital where she was checked and cleared to go later that morning. And the man suffered only a only first and small second degree burns to his hands and forearms. The family stopped by the station and wanted to thank us for saving their daughter. They asked how we knew to check the first floor bathroom. And I asked them if they knew anything about a man in olive green trousers and leather shoes. Hmm. The man pulled out his phone after a minute of thinking and showed us a picture of two old men standing in a lawn. One of the men was clearly wearing olive green trousers and those leather shoes that we had seen. Oh my goodness. The man we had seen on the first floor had passed away in 1976 Mm. and was this man's father. The little girl's grandfather had showed us where she was. We all were speechless. It's the only time that I've ever seen a ghost during a response. Oh my God. Right? Uh, That is a good one. I know. That was a, that was wild. Adorbs. Yeah. Like sweet, but also terrifying. Yeah, but like, oh my God yeah that's insane and like you know those first responders weren't trying to make that entity just appear for themselves like they would never have known that information until afterwards so the fact that they had those key details are like from what they saw and were able to connect it that's that's nuts yeah i know wild i I liked that one (laughs) yeah i like it too okay so mine is called um intense haunting in texas Okay. And so basically, um, it's a it's a longer one. So it's by M. Lem Sickles. <laughs> M. Okay. Lem Sickles. <laughs> okay. okay. So the way our house is set up, there is a st- staircase leading up to the master suite. And it is a 90 degree angle, no vents. One night, about two months ago, my boyfriend was standing at the end of the bed looking towards the door, which is in a little hallway so I couldn't see the hallway from the bed he was weirded out because there was a strong draft coming from under the door but that's impossible based on how the staircase is and that there's no vents then I see him and my cat turn towards the door and react at the same time looking shocked and I hear the door creaking open and then slam shut there was nobody there Then there was the sound of loud stomping, running up and down the stairs, up and down the stairs, up and down for a good five minutes. No. Nobody else is in the house. Every couple of nights for about a week or two, this running and banging up and down the stairs continued to happen. It happened so much to the point where we almost got used to it and would just try and drown it out. Then it stopped just as suddenly as it started. There were a few weird little occurrences, doors opening by themselves, small noises, etc., but nothing too crazy. Um, But our back door has a storm door that has a dog door on it, and then there is the actual back door that is solid. The back door leads into a sunroom that is open to our backyard. We leave that door open so the dogs can go in and out of the storm door, and then at around 7 o'clock at night, we call everyone inside and close the door for the night. 
um, that information is very important for this next encounter that my Shih Tzu oatmeal hates going outside and will only go if we are with him. If I put him outside by himself, he claws and barks at the door and squeezes himself between the storm door and the back door so that he's not alone. Okay. About a month ago, after calling everyone in, I was watching a movie downstairs and my boyfriend was upstairs playing video games. About an hour or so into the movie, I hear scratching at the back door. I think it must be one of our cats because it's hard to get them inside from the sunroom. I go to let them in and it isn't a cat. It's my Shih Tzu oatmeal. I pick him up and love on him and tell him I'm sorry we locked him out. He growls at me and runs off. Rude. (laughs) Oatmeal is a dick, so I don't think anything of this. About 30 minutes later, my boyfriend comes downstairs and I tell him that he locked oatmeal outside when he called all the dogs in. He insists that oatmeal has been upstairs with him this whole time in his lap, making it hard to play games. We have a kind of half-joking but mostly serious argument because we both insisted on seeing oatmeal in two different places at the same time. I shrug it off and think my boyfriend just didn't want to admit he locked oatmeal out. No biggie. About two weeks ago, I wake up for work and take oatmeal downstairs with me and I close the bedroom door behind me so Odie doesn't run back upstairs and bother my boyfriend while he's sleeping. I do this pretty much every day. I go to work, come home, and my boyfriend is telling me how Odie got in trouble the night before after I fell asleep and said he locked him downstairs as punishment. I'm laughing because my dog is a dick and I ask him when he decided to soften up and let Odie back in the bedroom and he very seriously insists that he didn't. Hmm. I tell him that Odie was sleeping by my feet that morning and I took him downstairs with me. We have another argument both insisting he was in two different places. About a week ago, we're watching TV. Odie's sleeping by my feet as always. It gets late, so we turn everything off and are laying there watching videos on our phones until we get sleepy. I feel something climb up in between us and circle a few times before settling in against my back. I can feel my boyfriend petting it. I thought it was a little weird because I could still feel Odie on my feet and my cat usually lays on top of me. He insists on being on top of me and he will climb back up if I push him off but I just assume it's my cat anyway, because why would it be anything else? About five minutes later, I hear Oatmeal's growl come from in between me and him, and my boyfriend hurries to turn on the light as something runs off the bed. No. Oatmeal is sleeping soundly by my feet, and my cat is sleeping in the chair across the room. My boyfriend throws himself out of bed and starts searching the entire room in a panic. Going through the bathroom cabinets, the dirty laundry, under the bed, he literally had a gun and a flashlight and is hunting the room panicked. He said he was petting what he thought was oatmeal, but when he got to its head, it was completely hairless and it growled and tried to bite him, then ran off. Oh my God. It's the chupacabra. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. We were up for hours before finally falling asleep with the lights on. At this point, I'm convinced it's not a ghost problem, but some sort of skinwalker or doppelganger monster uh, plaguing the house. Uh, I get, like a dog doppelganger. A dog doppelganger. Like a hairless head. Yeah. I be- Imagine. Just pause for a second. Imagine. You're petting what you think is your it's dog. It's Cosmo. Like, for, for days afterward, I'd be like, cut cut the whole hand off. <laughs> <laughs> truly. Seriously. Truly. Truly. Yep. Sorry. 
<laughs> Over the next few days, we heard some strange noises and little things, but nothing huge. We talked to some people and decided to try and cleanse the house, so we were going to the metaphysical store to get some supplies. As we are getting ourselves together, I hear three knocks come from the top of the stairs. I asked my boyfriend if he heard them, and then there was another three knocks, this time louder and more separated, more deliberate. Knock, knock, knock. We leave the house. Yeah. When we get back, we decided to leave the stuff in the car until we are prepared enough to do it because we didn't want to make whatever this thing is more angry. But I did bring in my worry stone that I got. I used to have one from when I went to Ireland that I'd carry in my pocket, but I lost it. I put the worry stone in my nightstand. We spent the evening downstairs. All of the animals were downstairs with us and the bedroom door was shut. A few hours later, I go upstairs to shower and I notice something sitting in my cat's water fountain and it's my worry stone. Oh my God. My stomach fucking dropped. So then (laughs) the next night we were at dinner with my boyfriend's mom and she is telling me about all this weird stuff in the house I didn't know about. So I'm assuming that this house was either her her boyfriend's parents house or Mm -hmm. like passed down or whatever and they're now living in it sure sure um so apparently there is this mailbox in the wall in the downstairs closet she says she assumed that they used it to hide money which i think is odd but i decided to entertain that possibility until i actually went home and saw the mailbox it's a tiny bright red mailbox they cut a hole and anchored it into the closet The back of the mailbox is gone and it opens into a crawl space between the wall and the back of the fireplace. I can't really picture it, but that's what she said. Okay. There is a string in the mailbox that lowers into the cavity. Why would somebody hide money in there? It's so obvious, like it's not that discreet. Right. Even if they were, why the string? Right. Once you found the the mailbox, you found the string. If the money falls out of the string, you have to cut the wall open to retrieve it. So, like, it's not a convenient location Uh to put money. But anyway. Okay. So, she made her boyfriend cut a hole at the bottom of the wall, but there was nothing there. Whatever they were lowering into the wall is long gone, but this mailbox gives her the heebie-jeebies, so she decided to leave it alone. The next day at work, she's telling her coworker about this strange tiny mailbox and all of a sudden, a pair of her grooming shears is thrown onto the floor from her shear holder in front of them both. Oh, my God. They caught it on the security camera, and Shit. the coworker was so freaked out, she had the manager go review the footage. Oh, my God. She says, I did close a drawer before the shears fell, but I've tried to recreate it and couldn't. They're soft closed drawers, so like it's not like they slam shut. Mm-hmm. I tried physically shaking the station and even like body slamming it to try to make the shears fall again and couldn't. At the exact same time this is happening, my boyfriend calls me from home and tells me that everything is okay, but something tried to catch the house on fire. What? He had been burning his mom's old tax documents for her for the past few days in the fireplace. Just shred. Okay. That's yeah. Fine. Just shred them. It's fine. Okay. Um, it was about 10 years of paperwork, and it's hot there in t- here in Texas, so he split it up. Okay. He had been burning the last batch. He went upstairs to grab something and came down, and something and something closed the, like, the, 
like the, the entrance shoot the chimney shoot latch okay. like the thing that I, she calls it a flu but we call it something yes. else i'm pretty sure i don't know yeah a chimney flu is yeah that's what i would call it okay so she calls it the but flu yeah. so yeah okay. so she says um so something shut the flu and the house was filling up with smoke he had to extinguish the fire which was reaching out of the fireplace and evacuate the animals and air the house out it had been like three days and it still smells a little like smoke again little occurrences happen of weird noises doors opening closing hearing walking upstairs or on the stairs keep in mind we have been sleeping with the lights on i refuse to be in the house alone then last night around 2 a.m we are both awake and decide to go downstairs and grab a snack i let the dogs out my boyfriend is outside with the dogs and i hear clear as day loud thumping footsteps in our room upstairs i go outside then when we both come back in we are on the couch and the light in our dining room is flickering and i ask him if he noticed and he tells me that it started flickering when she got home that day he tells me that's how he knew i came home and met me down at the car earlier that day he said it hadn't flickered all day until she got home and now that they were talking about it the, the flickering got worse on and off on and off on and off so they decide to turn the lights off and go back upstairs then upstairs in the bathroom the light bulb in the in the wax melter bursts mysteriously of course it did he her boyfriend then goes downstairs to the laundry room and the laundry room light all of a sudden won't turn on when it was just on less than 30 minutes ago he then comes back upstairs they lock their bedroom door and try their best to get back to bed then this morning all the lights are working just fine until she went out in the in her craft sh uh, shed where the electricity starts going on and off on and off on and off mm -hmm. everything all at once like the breaker is being switched back and forth and then it just stops after a few days of flickering and strange noises and opening and doors opening and closing we cleansed and salted the property Good here's point. to hoping this is the end of it it would be nice to be able to sleep with the lights off again i bet you lauren would tell her to move <laughs> yeah that seems like a um probably a move situation seems but like a move situation. i don't have an update because it was literally written 15 hours ago got it no five days ago sorry five days got ago it. okay so we'll see if she does any updates i'll try and keep an eye on it i need to get a medium in that house i need to know about this mailbox anymore yeah that is a that is a weird little side detail that i don't know yeah. strange like what like what you think they're putting bodies down there like i don't understand i don't think it would have i don't know my i wonder how old the house is yeah first first of all first and first mostly and i <laughs> <laughs> and i wonder where this person lives is it a place texas. where oh right texas so i'm thinking i'm just thinking like underground railroad perhaps i don't know uh, something right interesting Those yeah like passing food down there some yeah something but but maybe someone know. died while they were hiding that's yeah that's, that's also, interesting those are not going to be very happy spirits no right so i'm thinking that is an interesting I, conclusion to have yeah, I'm thinking it could have something to do with that because my initial, my initial Gut feeling reaction was, oh, it's it's people hiding Jewish people in World War Two. That's what it. Yes, but it, that's what. But if it was in Texas, I'm thinking Underground Railroad would obviously make more make sense. sense. Yes, um, 
So. So, okay. So this story with the dog mimicking the other dog or whatever just reminds me of like a changeling situation where like it's like trying to be the like like the entity that it wants you to love and like be close to or whatever but it's really not and like this movie that i saw you are not um you are not my mother is like about changelings as well changelings as well and i watched another movie just called changeling and not the not the one with uh angelina jolie but another one it was like an Mm -hmm. irish one and like her son like this changeling is trying to basically get her son and embody her son and it becomes him and then it's it's fucked anyway the whole scenario is literally like there's an another like dimension of these entities that exist and they can literally like attach themselves and be part of our world or whatever and at the end of this i don't i'm spoiler alert but at the end of this you are not um my mother she literally has to burn her mother for her to become go back to being who she was before oh my god like like literally put her up in flames anyway so i don't know if this is a changeling situation or just like a literal i just don't understand how it's like a thing that they can touch like it's yeah i don't know know. or or a doppelganger situation like it could just very well be that but the fact that it's just so bold to do it like right in front of this fucking talk i mean like you just look like he's Watch right there steal your mom and dad yeah what <laughs> creep fucked oh man anyway well so that's that well that's all i got for you okay <laughs> well that's all i got for you too well then i just need everyone else to stay spooky yeah because let's show biz baby <laughs> bye goodbye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.